Welcome to Preach the Word Podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. On today's episode, we have a sermon that was brought to us by Pastor Shad McDonald, December 15, 2021. The scripture reading is from Isaiah chapter 41 and also Isaiah chapter 7. The sermon is entitled, He is My Emmanuel. If you would like to stay up to date with our most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share this episode with friends or family by tapping the share button. Listen as Pastor McDonald shares with us about how that we have an Emmanuel, even in the empty times of life. Thank you for listening. Chapter 41 of Isaiah, if you want to find your place there, Isaiah chapter number 41, and then we'll go back to Isaiah chapter number 7. Let's read first to Isaiah 41, verse 10. See that, Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The phrase I'm looking for is that first line, I am with thee. Remember that. Chapter 7 of Isaiah in verse 14, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call His name Emmanuel. So if the Lord will stand by me, I want to preach tonight simply this thought. He is my Emmanuel. I remember the story of a a little girl that they were trying to um, get her to sleep in her own her own bed. May I say that's a very difficult thing to do. But nevertheless, uh, they they said, "Well, you know, you've got that little teddy bear that you can you can uh, you can sleep with." And her answer was classic. She said, "Oh, but I want somebody with skin on." Hallelujah. When God sent His Son, Jesus, He sent us a Savior with skin on. Can you say amen? He sent us one that would be with us. And that is exactly what Emmanuel means. God with us. And at this time of year, it seems like that my heart and mind is more awakened and aware of how meaningful and needed and necessary the presence of the Lord is to us. And I want to say to you tonight that no matter where you're walking and no matter what you're going through, you are not in this alone. And I want to say to everyone here and to anyone that may later hear my voice, God is aware of where you are. And I am confident that when we need Him most, that's when we feel Him most. I was recently uh, encouraged by a dear friend that told me, he said, I am with you. 
And I knew what he meant in prayer, in thought, in support. He wants to come near. But physically, it's impossible for him to be near. I can't feel him near or see him near. But God, when he sent his son Jesus, he brought him right to us. Can you say amen? And I want to tell you, you can go ahead and look for it. Expect it. It will happen in the approaching days. In the days that are before you, you're going to find that he's more near than he's ever been. He's there for us. Look to my text tonight. I've chosen this single verse, verse 10 of Isaiah 41. And I just want to walk through the word and and try to just point out a few things to us. First of all, the prospect that may alarm our hearts. He says there, fear thou not. He says, fear thou not, I am with thee, be not dismayed. Oftentimes, when we begin to consider, when we begin to evaluate, when we take inventory, and we look at what is around us, and we think of the road ahead, we think of the task that must be fulfilled, the responsibility that we must uh, take upon ourselves, and everything that we feel like is necessary to be done. Oftentimes, we feel ourselves dismayed. And that's the word that Isaiah uses there, dismayed. It's a despondent observation because that word dismayed means to gaze or look about in bewilderment. For me to begin to look at circumstances and situations, ill health, financial reversals, domestic situation, socially dysfunctional people, and I could go on and on and on. And when you look at the political scene and you look at the shape our world's in, it's enough to cause you to be bewildered and dismayed. But the Lord says, fear thou not. Isn't it wonderful that that's what the Lord said by the mouth of the angel to Joseph and to Mary and to the shepherds? The word of the angel was, fear not. And so if I may please, I would like to say, landmark, fear not. I would like to say to you in your individual situations, The things that you need God to do for you. That personal, private prayer request. That thing that it would be so much easier if God would just move that and take care of it. The God I serve is able. And I hear him say, fear thou not, I am with thee, be not dismayed. Your life may be one of despondent observation. And everything around you may seem bleak. And despairing. But nevertheless, I want you to notice what he says next. He said, fear thou not. Fear thou not. I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. We may sometimes look in bewilderment at a despondent observation. But there is a declaration of omnipotence. God says, I am thy God. I am so thankful he didn't just say, I am God, but I am thy God. Friend, 
I can own Him as my personal God. I can own Him as a personal God. He's the God that's concerned about my needs. He's the God that's concerned about what I'm facing. He knows your address. He's got your phone number. He is your God if you'll claim Him. Amen. Oftentimes it seems that we look around and we think, Oh my, all of this. So discouraging, bleak, and despairing. And we're dismayed. But right on the heels of what would dismay us, the Lord says, I am thy God. And that word there literally is supreme, superlative, superseding, sovereign God that is greater than that is more than everything that dismays you. Hallelujah. You see, oftentimes we look here. We're at surface level. We see what is before us. But what we must do is look to who is above us. And oftentimes my problem is my perspective is wrong. I'm looking at the wrong thing. And I'm looking to the wrong people. But I heard him say, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. So when I'm sick... I look to the I am. He says, I am your bread. I am your light. I am your water. I am your strength. I am your rock. I am your fortress. I am your deliverer. So come on, landmark. Our help is in the name of the Lord. We don't lean on the arm of flesh. We don't look to man. But we look to God. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. And I got my eyes on God and he's going to make a way out of no way and he's going to deliver and come through every time <clears throat> and oftentimes the reason for our doubts and our misgivings is we're looking at what is around us and we forget to look to the sovereign supreme superlative superseding supplying God that will meet every need that you have so, if you've got a request and it seems impossible, turn it over to the God that does the impossible. There are prospects that may alarm our hearts. I'm walking on. He said, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. In the midst of what would dismay us, and discourage us, there comes the presence of almighty help. And he said, I will strengthen thee, and I will help thee. I am strengthened by his life. The psalmist said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Who enables me? Who gives me strength? Who gives me the ability? It is not we ourselves, but it is God. He is the strength of our life. You see, to strengthen means to confirm. It means to make stronger. It means to increase and grow. Do you get it? We do not decrease, we increase. It's not a matter of subtraction. It's a matter of addition. 
It's not a matter of dividing. It's a matter of multiplying. God says, I'm going to strengthen you. Do you feel weak? Do you feel infirmed? Are you lacking? Are you wanting? Do you somehow feel like you don't have enough? His word is, I will strengthen thee. I'm going to give you the enablement. I'm going to give you the endowment. I'm going to give you what it takes. I'm glad the God I serve is more than enough. Amen. I am strengthened by his life. And I am surrounded by his love. He says, I will strengthen thee. And I will help thee. The I am says I will. I am thy God. And the I am says I will. I will strengthen thee and I will uphold thee. I will help thee. That word help there means to surround, to protect, or come to the aid of. The idea of that is his presence and his love compasses us about. I read that in the San Joaquin Valley, those giant sequoias stand so stately and tall like great monolithic monstrosities of wooden soldiers. 300 feet tall, 35 feet in diameter. They say those things are over 3,000 years old. And they say that they have been endured and lived through no less than 100 forest fires. A tree, 300 feet tall, 35 feet in diameter, thousands of years old. How does it survive those forest fires? The answer is the bark. Those arborists say that those trees have an armor around them. Two feet of bark. Two feet of bark is what shields it from the flame. God said, I am with you, and I will strengthen thee, and I will help you. I will surround you. So when life's fires begin to burn, when life's trouble begins to try to incinerate us, we put on two feet of bark. It's called the sovereignty of God. It's called the protection of God. God Almighty that compasses us round about. God Almighty that shields us. God Almighty that guards us. Amen. And we don't have to fear the pestilence that wasteth at noonday or the arrow that flieth by night. I am covered. I am shadowed. I am protected. He's guarded me all around. And so when it seems like I don't understand what I'm facing and I don't know if I'm going to get through it or not I put on the bark amen and I hide myself in the sovereignty of an ever present all powerful eternal God and he's not going to let me down and he's going to make a way out of no way 
So he gives us the promise. When thou passest through the waters, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou passest through the fire, it will not burn thee. How do you make it through it, Brother Shad? Amen. How do you keep your joy? How do you keep your song? How do you keep your praise? I put on the bark. I'm hid in the sovereignty of God. And God protects me. And God hides me. Amen. I read of a little girl that was with her mom and dad as they were going through what was left of their home. The ravages of fire had totally destroyed their home. The firefighters had come. Everything now is soaked and sodden and wet. And what's not burned is ruined by water. And that little girl is digging through the sodden, wet remains in what was once her bedroom. And from underneath the sodden ashes, she pulls out her baby doll. And she holds it up to mother and dad. And she notices that the little string is still intact. And she pulls the string and the baby begins to sing. And she said, look, Mama, my baby is singed and soaked, but she's not lost her song. <laughs> I come to say, Landmark, whatever you're going through right now, put on the bark and let God hide you and hold you and help you. And though you may feel like you're singed and sodden, and it may feel like that the pressures of life have soaked your soul, you don't have to lose your song. How many know he giveth songs in the night? And he is our Emmanuel. And he said, I am with thee, and I will strengthen thee, and I will help thee. Anybody know that God is on time? Anybody know that God is one I can depend on? He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And Jesus said, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end. And as long as there is, he is. He'll be with me to the very end. Amen. I, I have prospects in my life that may alarm my heart. But there is the presence of almighty help. And then there is the promise that assures hope. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am the Lord thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The promise that assures our hope. He says, I will uphold thee. John was mentioned before service about what a profound effect Brother Randy Webb made on his life, just that one encounter. I heard Brother Randy tell some years ago after the most heartbreaking, desperate trial any man could ever go through. And he said, when I was in the depths of my discouragement and I thought I'd never come out, he said, I saw myself in a dream. And he said, I was preaching. And he said, it was the most vast, largest crowd he had ever seen. 
And it was obvious that Holy Ghost power was working and moving in that service. And he said, I was preaching like I'd never preached before. And in my dream, I said, Lord, how did I ever do it? And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, I carried you. <laughs> How'd you get to where you're at, Brother Shad? He helped me up. <laughs> you see, amen, I was way down on the bottom. Amen, my feet were stuck and I couldn't get out. And the more I fought it, the more entrapped I was. Amen. But then he set me up. It was a setup. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful when God sets you up and the psalmist said, and he brought me up. He brought me up. He brought, can anybody say he brought me up? He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings, and has put a new song in my mouth. Even praise to my God. Somebody ought to get you worship on. It was a setup. I couldn't help myself. I was down and I couldn't get up. But he come pick me up and help me by his hand for the eternal. God is thy refuge and underneath is his everlasting arms when you get to the bottom God will be underneath when you get to your lowest God will be underneath when you get to where you can't go no lower the God of heaven will be underneath <laughs> the scripture there said in Isaiah 41 that he would uphold us he fortifies the weak that word uphold means to keep fast, to hold close. But not only that, he fulfills his word. He said, well, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Right hand, that's power. Right hand, that's position. Right hand, Stephen, go to the seventh chapter. Get in the seventh chapter of Acts. And Stephen... Being full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, I see Jesus standing. You say, I don't see nothing. Maybe you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. Maybe all you see is stones. Maybe all you see is persecution. Maybe all you see, amen, is heartache and hurt. Maybe all you see is what's around you. But Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, amen, looked up and said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Has he not fulfilled his word when you needed him most? Wasn't he standing up for you when you needed him most? Wasn't he standing up for you? when you needed him most wasn't he there for you amen yes he was when I needed him most he was there for me the Bible tells us that he is at the right hand of the father making intercession for us so when I am tired when I am weak when I am weary and I am worn I got a right hand man hallelujah there is a man named Jesus. He is my Emmanuel. And he is at the right hand of God. He fortifies the weak. He fulfills his word. He comes through every time. When I didn't have a prayer. I was able to come to him. And get a word to him. And he interceded to the Father. You don't have a prayer without him. But because of Jesus you got a prayer. Because of Jesus you got a 
prayer and you can get an answer from God. He's never let me down and he's never failed me. This father told about <coughs> mother being away and so there was the little girl and she was really too much, too old uh, to put to bed with him. So he said, hey, we'll just sleep in the room where there's bunks and you'll sleep on the top bunk and I'll sleep on the bottom bunk. And she thought for a while and she said, well, okay. He said, so we had our prayers without mother and I got her in the top bunk. And I got in the bottom bunk. And we both went to sleep. He said the next morning while I awoke, she was still asleep. And later in the morning, she awaked. And I said, how did you do? She said, well, I slept all night long. He said, you slept up there all night long without me? She said, well, you were in the bottom bunk. He said, why, if you were asleep, how do you know I didn't leave? If you were asleep, how do you know I stayed? She looked him full in the face and she said, because you told me you'd be there. And the God that I serve has never let me down. He's always been there. The year was 1899. The town was Villarica, Georgia. 1899, Villarica, Georgia. Thomas was born into the world. When he was but in his early 20s, he left Villarica, Georgia and went to Chicago. When he got to Chicago, he became famous as a blues singer and a blues writer. And then he said, there came into my life, and the word he used was awakening. He said, there came an awakening in my life. And he walked away from blues and jazz and began to sing gospel. And he wrote a thousand gospel songs. And then, while he was away singing, got a telegram that his wife had unexpectedly went into early labor, and his wife had died in childbirth, and the baby died as well. He said, he said, I was angry, and he said, I told God that he had let me down. And he said, something within me was so angered at God that I purposed to walk away from gospel, singing, and church and go back to blues and go back to jazz. But then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he picked up his pen and he wrote what all of you know, when my way groweth drear, precious Lord, linger near. When my light is almost gone, hear my cry, hear my call, hold my hand lest I fall. 
Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me on. And then here's the course Thomas Dorsey wrote, Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. May I say when it th you think that you're over and done and you can be counted out, the God that I serve will be there and he'll take you by the hand. He is our Emmanuel and he's not going to leave us now. He is our sole provider. He is our only sustainer. He is the one that keeps us. He's the one that guides us. He's the one that guards us. He's the one that provides us. He's the one that put food on my table and a roof over my head and helps me keep the lights on at night. He's everything that I need. I've never went hungry. I've never went without. He's always been there. When I didn't have the answer, He was my solution. When it seemed like the world was on my back he gave me his hand and he carried me and I need to preach some hope into a hurting heart tonight you say preacher life has been unfair and I've had some hard knocks but yeah he took you by the hand and he's been there for you and he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you he'll be there every time stand with me all over the house father thank you for your goodness for your grace and thank you for your love to that sister, our brother, that one tonight, Lord, that may be discouraged with what they're facing, bring them hope to their hurting heart and renew the conviction within them, God, that you're going to make a way for them and you're going to see them through. Your heads are bowed. Brother Shad, I'm just going to fess up to you, preacher. I'm right where I've never been. And sometimes I hear voices tormenting me. Telling me I can't make it and I'll never be able to do it. But I'm gonna do just exactly what you told of that songwriter tonight, Thomas Dorsey, in the most despondent hour of his life. Take my hand, precious Lord. And there's someone in this place tonight, that's what you need to do. You just need to say, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I gotta have your help. Take my hand, precious Lord. If there's somebody that feels that way, I want you to come right now. It's okay, it's just us. And sometimes the victory we receive is just acknowledging we need help. God bless you. You need to honor and respect the prayers and the preparation and the diligence that's put into the service. And when God begins to direct to you, you need to respond to that. I'm waiting on you. I need the Lord to just take my hand. I can't do it on my own. God bless you, John. Hallelujah. Bless you, Monica. Your turn. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Somebody ought to honor the Holy Ghost. I can't do this on my own, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we're doing business in great waters. Holy Ghost is working. Could you praise the Lord right now where you're at? I need God to work for me, Brother MacDonald. I want you to come. 